Welcome to the Cornerstone Church Podcast. We are glad you are taking advantage of this resource. If you would like to find out more information about our church or connect with us, go to cornerstonebv.org. You can also check us out on our Facebook page, at CornerstoneBV. We hope that the message today impacts your life and draws you closer in your walk with Christ. Amen. Amen. Have a seat. Happy New Year. Oh, aren't you excited? New Year. It's great. Who's feeling it? Anybody? Oh, a couple of you. All right. That's good. I'm not, so uh, sorry. Um, that's why we're preaching on what we're preaching on these next few weeks. Maybe it's just for me. Um, but I don't know about you, but my mood is sort of reflected the fact that I haven't seen the sun in like three months. Anyone... <laughs> Maybe some of you have traveled from somewhere else where the sun is out, but uh, it's left us maybe to come back in April. Um, some of you are like, boy, this is depressing so far. Thank you. Uh, I- I've seen this, speaking of New Year, I've seen this meme a few places. Um, and it, t- if it takes you a few minutes to figure it out. Don't worry, it took me like 10 before I completely understood it. Um, but I think it kind of reflects it. 2022 also can read 2022. Hit it. I know, I know. When I first saw it, I groaned too. But then I thought it kind of encapsulates how we're feeling like, oh, New Year, same thing. It feels like, right? Like, it feels like we're living the movie Groundhog Day uh, a little bit. And that can wear on you, can it? Um, And so we had a a sermon series that we're going to do in a few weeks um, on spiritual warfare, which I think will be great. But God laid on my heart, so we need to spend a few weeks in the Psalms as we, I want us to collectively, uh, prayerfully enter this new year really intentionally, right? Um, and, and, and looking through some of the Psalms, because the Psalms are raw and they're emotional and they express like real feelings, um, but they also land on biblical truth as well. Um, and, and so as we, as we go to the, to the Psalms, um, we, uh, we're going to look specifically at Psalm 27 today. I brought out, this is probably, if you're, if you're newer to us, you maybe haven't seen this yet, but this, besides the rope of hope, is my most common illustration I use. It's just called Box of Problems. How many have a box of problems? Anybody? Okay. Do a lot of nods. All right. We all do to some degree, even if you're in a good season of life. We have this, this, this box of our struggles. Some of them we've created ourselves with some really poor choices. Some of them others have created for us. Some of them are just circumstances of life. And, and, and so when we enter a new year, it's like almost like, yay, we don't have to deal with this anymore. But that's not true, is it? Right? We're, we're not uh, being, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to be uh, real and genuine. And we, so even though we're, we're like, yay, a new year, we're still bringing our box of problems. And, and so we have to deal with that. And when this box is all about perspective, that's why I use it, right? So when, when we're just thinking about our struggles and problems, it's all we see, right? No matter what's going on, it's all I see. And I'm sure you've felt like that before. Maybe you do right now. And so what we're saying through the Psalms is um, it's not that this goes away. As we'll see David today, is a major box of problems. And yet, it's perspective as you look up, right? And you see what God is doing. And you intentionally focus on him. Because that's the only solution. It isn't just try to deal with every one of these problems. Because guess what? More problems just fill it up. It is, yes, we have to deal with these, right? This, put it right here, this box of, of problems. But it's perspective. To be able to see what God's doing in all of it. And kind of reclaim that joy. Let's pray. Father, we, we, we ask for you to, because there's just so much in this room, including me, what we're dealing with, and how we collectively feel, God. And, and Lord, thank you that, that though we should never um, 
be driven by our feelings that you do, you gave us feelings and you gave us emotions and, 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 and Lord, so, so therefore a purpose. I just pray that God, you'll be able to help us, that you will help us be able to see through whatever we're going through and to see what you're doing, Lord Jesus. We love you, God. We do praise you and we do thank you for bringing us here today. As we enter this new year, we wanna do it right. Give us the grace and mercy to see what that is. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. All right, so by the way, just one thing I wanted to tell you is uh, in case you were wondering, um, we gotta, uh, we, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper next weekend, uh, secondly the first weekend of the month, which is when we do it, but we got a little New Year's, uh, some didn't know we were going to have church last night, so uh, that's fine, we're going to do it next weekend. We didn't forget about it, in case you're, you were wondering, and I hope you were. You're like, where's communion? I want to celebrate communion. Um, and so uh, we, we uh, uh, are going to look at Psalm 27, so you know, we'll put it on the screen, but if you, you brought your Bible, it's always a good idea to do that, um, and to, uh, you can open Psalms, um, or you can use a pew Bible as well. Psalms is in the, in the very middle of your, your, your Bibles, 150 of them. They're basically the songs of the Bible, written by many different authors, some unknown, uh, but m- the, the most, uh, the author that wrote the most of them is the one that wrote this one, David, right? David, who was a king, a warrior, an artist, a musician, also a sinner, big time, that needed God's grace. And, and so we can, uh, you know, no matter what your thing is, you're more of a, you know, yeah, that's David. If you're more of a, I just want to play my guitar and sing all day, that's David too, right? Or if you're just someone here going, man, I need God's grace. I've really blown it. That's also David. So he's a perfect guy to write songs for the scriptures. And, and as he is, we really don't know the situation of Psalm 27. Um, some Psalms will give you it here. It's when this happened. We don't know. Um, it could be a lot of different. I've personally been reading in First and Second Samuel, which is where the life of David is found. And there's a lot of places where this could be. But it definitely seems like it's a war of some kind where he is cornered by the enemy. Um, and, and so we can see that with just even the language in the first few verses. This is how he begins. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Some think this is, if you remember the story in 1 Samuel, he's running from Saul. He's not yet king. And um, Saul has, he, David has, you know, uh, a few hundred guys who are following him. But then Saul has the whole army of Israel, and they have David cornered. And what ended up happening was the Philistines attacked Israel, and so Saul had to run really quickly uh, with his army, and David was able to escape. But he didn't know that was going to happen. And so if this is that time, you can imagine how horrible that must be. The whole army of Israel, of whom David loves, right? But they're, they've come to crush him and destroy him. And so he, he, in the midst of that, though, he, he sings that the Lord is my light. Remember last week we talked about the Lord Jesus is the light that shatters darkness, right? So he is the light. Darkness cannot overcome light. And so the Lord will be my stronghold. That's a um, military term. The Lord will protect me. And, and so he, he gets into uh, verse 2. He says, When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Right? No matter what, they're the ones who will fall. Verse, verse 3. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. 
And think about that. He's singing of confidence, even though he's cornered and, and his army encamps around him. There's, there's no way out, and yet he's singing, I will be confident. This is not a situation that should inspire confidence for David. But he's confident. Why? Not because of him or the guys who were with him, right? Or his weapons or his intelligence. He's confident because he's trusting in the Lord. And even though everything seems dark, everything seems bleak and impossible, I trust the light of the Lord. He's my stronghold. My confidence is in him. And so that inspires what he says this very singular focus. I want you to see how focused he is. One thing he says. There's one thing. He's admit, his, his life is in danger. His whole future is in danger. Everyone he knows is in danger, right? And he says, but one thing I've asked of the Lord that I will seek after. Think about how, just how focused that is. Think about how many prayer things you got on your prayer app or prayer list, right? It's all kinds of them, and you should. That's great. David's like, I just want one thing. So what is that? Is it deliverance? Is it, what is it? He says, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? To gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You see, he has his box of problems. They're huge. They're probably bigger than most of us here, right? And yet, he's able to look because he's like, I just want to be in the house of the Lord. Now, there was no temple built yet. His son Solomon would build that. So he's not just physically talking about being where the Ark of the Covenant is. Like that represents for David being in the presence of God. He's like, you can have everything else. I just want the presence of the Lord. I just want to be with him. And I just want to gaze upon how, who he is, what he's done. And that will inspire confidence into what he will do. And, and, and that's his singular focus, right? Why? For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock, which is a symbolism of safety. Verse 6, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Right? So despite my problems, despite this army, despite all of this, right, I will sing to the Lord. I have confidence because I am in his presence and I trust him. Right? So his singular focus, and that's where I want us to land on this, this first point for our, our new year. Right? This is what I want for us, me included, is to be intentional. Because David is incredibly intentional. He's not just like, oh, things are good. Let me think about God. Like, he has a lot to do. What are we going to do? The army's all around. There's no way out. We need to draw plans. We need to get the maps out. We need something, right? But instead, he says, I just want more of God's presence. And so that's what I want us to say. Whatever, whatever age you are, whatever experience, I want you to know and be intentional this year to say, I want more of you. Do you know the presence of the When we say the presence of the Lord, we're talking about the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ who came, like when you think about the presence of God, right? That, that when we just celebrated Christmas, it's in a special way God came to be with, right? God with us, present with us. And, and, and yet, think about how just in general, Christmas has been made way more into presents, right? Like I have a few. Aren't these beautiful? Let's put them right here. The presence of the world, right? Think about that. What I want for you is presence, not 
the presence. Because, see, what, 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 and I'm not, hey, I love a good gift, man. I love giving them, I love getting them, so please, I'm not against it. I'm just saying, we, it's a microcosm, Christmas is, of how we lose our focus to think this is what will make the problems go away, and it never does. Why? Because they're empty. Oh, they might, oh, good, I got the new whatever, and then it ends up being, you know, rotting or rusting or given to someone. You're like, oh, it's an heirloom, and they sell it at a tag sale for five ninety nine. And, and, and yet, we're just so, if we, and I've, I've used this analogy before, but you know how the ocean tides, if you just kind of float, they will take you somewhere? If you and I, this year, if our, uh, our approach to life is just sort of, we'll see what happens, guess where we're going to go? Right here. Every time. You are not going to naturally, even if you're a strong Christian today, you are not going to naturally flow to the presence of God. But it has to be intentional to say, I, I, those are fine. God gives me good gifts. That's amazing. Thank you so much. That's not the intent. That is not the purpose. The purpose is to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ, the God who so loved you that he died in your place, that he, gives, he exchanges your destiny of hell for heaven. For eternity, that's the Lord Jesus, he, who he is, what he's done. And he's promised to be with us. He's promised never to forsake us. He's promised, right, to, to grant us wisdom whenever we want it. So why wouldn't we just, like David, just no matter what your box of problems, just say, I want more of Christ, right? That has to be intentional, though. So I want you to, to ask yourself the question, what are one or two or three things that I need to either start doing again or, or, or start doing for the first time in my life to be intentional about seeking his presence. Because if we're, we're we in our generation, we even have more to battle with than David did. We have things all, so we can be constantly amused or entertained or something. Flip, 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 right? Like right now, if I get bored with you, I have two iPads. I can put on social media. I can turn video on. I can watch Hulu. I can do whatever I want up here. That might be weird for you if I did that, but I could. So we have fingertips all the time to keep us busy and keep us going, right? And, and, and what I'm saying is be intentional about stopping and saying, I'm going to pursue the presence of Christ, so for you, maybe it's, you know, that's what we're doing right now. Maybe it's, I need to be more regularly, not just in church, right, but with the church body. Whether it's on uh, the weekend when we, when we gather corporately, or uh, we have uh, several small groups starting up in February. Like, just join one of those because you're with the body of Christ. And together, you're being purposeful about, I'm seeking his presence, Right? To maybe it's learn the discipline of meditation. And I'm not talking about Eastern meditation. That's to empty your mind. I'm talking about biblical meditation. That's where we actually read a passage and stop and just let God just simmer our minds and hearts on it. Like just what is God saying? Don't just conquer the scriptures, right? To actually think about the Lord and then let that like, just end up pushing you towards prayer. Of just Lord Jesus, I want to know you more. I, wanna, I, I want more of your presence. That's what David is demanding in this song. More of you. And if that's your intent, whatever disciplines, and if you're not sure, you're like, I don't know, you gave me a few ideas, but if there's a mature believer in your life, ask them. Right, to say, hey, I want to seek his presence. Do you, how do you do it? Right, don't be afraid to ask somebody. Right, and they will say, oh, this is what I do. Or maybe we could try it together. 
But what I, I desperately want us this year is to seek his presence together. Remember, the tides of life, they will bring you towards this. To, to just say, oh, if I can have, uh, just get to the weekend. If I just get to my vacation. If I could just get a little bit more money. Or if I just get that new car. Or whatever it is. And, and it just never, ever, ever, ever fulfills what we think it will. And so those are fine. I'm just saying, let our focus be him. And if you're not a Christian, your focus can be him today. You just put your faith in him. He died for you. Right? He rose in victory over your sin and over death and over hell. He's the only way. The world does not offer a way. God does, and it's Christ. So all you, you say, well, is that easy? Not easy. If it was easy for you. It wasn't easy for him. He died for you. So you're, maybe for the first time you can have his presence today. What a joy. What a way to start a new year, to have a new life in Christ. So in, in, in we got to verse 6, and there's a very clear uh, uh, kind of new section in this song, starting with verse 7. And I say that because he changes the person, right? He's talking in third person up till now. He's talking more about God and, and what he wants from God. Now he's going to start talking to God. Watch with me in verse uh, 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. And he's kind of, he just, he's like, you promise. Because right now he's not seeing God. Like, maybe that's you today. You're like, man, I know in here, in my mind, that the Lord said to seek, but I don't see him right now. The box of problems or the gloom and doom or whatever it is, it's too big. It's just, it's like a, it's just rising too high, right? You can see David saying, you said seek your face, and that's what I'm doing, right? And, 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 and we think as Christians, how often Jesus said, seek, and you will find, right? And knock, and the door will be open. And, and yet, uh, it feels sometimes like he's not there. He kind of continues that, that theme. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O oh, you who have been my help, cast me not off, forsake me not, O oh God of my salvation. You see how raw this is? David's like, I, I trust you. No, I don't. I trust you. I don't know if I do. I know you're there. Wait, you're not there. Is he bipolar? No, he's human, right? That's why it's so great this is in the Bible because it's so human, just like all of us. Like, you're sitting in church right now going, yeah, I, I believe what you're saying. I, I want more of Jesus. And then you leave here, someone cut you off in traffic, and you're like, oh, I hate life. Oh, why am I like that? Because you're like David, right? I don't feel it, God, but I do, but I want it, right? And he's kind of going back and forth, and he lands on, you are the God of my salvation. So if you're here this morning and you're like, I just, I, just, I just don't feel his presence. It's a beautiful thing to just say, I'm going to wait until I do. I'm going to pursue it with all I have. I'm not going to give up and go towards the empty promises of the world. I will see your face. You've promised it, Lord. And then he says, you know, turn, don't forsake me. Some of you maybe feel like you're not seeing God's face because you've been in sin. And you're like, why would he want, or man, I, don't, I, I haven't been praying lately. Why would God want to hear from me? I, I've been really messing up as a husband or wife, or my, I've been screwing, I've been, you know, cutting corners, or I've been, well, whatever it is, and you're here just like, just let that be your prayer. Do not forsake me, because you need to know, Jesus will never forsake his own. Whatever you've done, go back to him in repentance, right? Sing that song again. You are the God of my salvation. 
You are the God of my salvation. It says in verse 10, for my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. And, and we don't really know if, if that actually happened in David's life, or maybe he was just being using kind of hyperbole there, because there's nothing worse that can happen to you than to have your parents forsake you. Some of you know that, how the ripples of pain that can bring in your life when, when a parent, the person you're supposed to be able to trust the most, has forsaken you. And that makes it hard to trust God because maybe he'll forsake you. But what David is saying is, though my parents might forsake me, the Lord never will. That my trust isn't in another human being who's faulty and fails. My trust is in the Lord who never fails. That's what David is singing, right? And, and he then lands. This is where I, I want us to land on this point. Because in the midst of all of this, in the midst of him not seeing God, in the midst of him not knowing how this is going to turn out, he says what? Teach me your way, O Lord. And lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. So not only is there an army encamped around him, but this box of problems got plenty of slander and gossip and people saying all kinds of stuff about him. Thank God, David, he didn't have Facebook or Twitter to deal with, though, did he? But he had, uh, he, whatever he was going through, it was, right? And what's his prayer? It's, yes, I'm seeking your presence, but also I want your way right? Your path. What's he mean by that? Because when, when the, the, when, when, you know, as we enter the new year and we got problems, it's so easy to get off path, right? You just want to think of this very singular path that the Lord has for us, his truth, his way of doing things. And David says, I want that because I don't see it right now. Show me your path. Show me your way. And so for, for this year, I want us to not just seek the Lord's presence, but to seek his path. To seek his path. Um, that, that really, if you can sum that up for 2022, it's a word that, that we know what it means, but we don't always like it. Obedience. Obedience. To simply say, I want your truth, Lord, I want your truth. I don't want my twisted version of your truth that goes along with our cultural sensibilities. I want your word. I want your truth. Give it to me. And if it challenges me, good, because I don't want my way. I want your way. And, and God's way sometimes doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. And you got everyone else going on all different paths that, that in the moment seem easier and more comfortable, and yet I want our intentionality to say, like David, I want your way. I want your way to do marriage. I want your way for sexuality. I want your way how I do my job. Because when, we're, when our troubles are really bad, here's what happens. We tend to want to cut corners, cheat a little bit at my taxes, or, or cut, you know, lie to my boss, or lie to my parents, or lie to my kids, or lie to my spouse, or whatever, you know, just cut corners. Because if I just cut that one corner, right, my way, I'll get out of this mess. Does that ever work? Temporarily it might. But in the end, it just leads to greater and greater mess. And what I want us to say is, no, even if I get fired, I'm going to be honest at work. Right? Even if whatever comes, I want your way, your truth, your truth. And so uh, what I want you to ask on this point yourself is, how can you do that this year? How can you very specifically seek God's way? 
For some of you, maybe it's just continue what you're doing even more vigorously. But I'll tell you this, you're not, you're not going to know God's way if you do not know God's word. You won't. And if you think, you know, I read the Bible once, you have to read it over and over because the constant drift is towards the way the world says to do it. You know this. Nobody wakes up and just says, oh, I'm doing it God's way today without help, without the Holy Spirit in you because of Christ and without his word, his word, his truth. Like, I love a good devotional, praise God for him, but I'm just saying, don't just settle for that. Get in his word. If you need a, a Bible reading plan, there's a million of them. We can help you with that. I will never turn down someone that emails me or calls me and says, can you help me read the Bible more? I will never, ever turn you down. I'll just say, go visit Pastor Bob. He'll teach you. No. <laughs> no, we'll never turn that down. You're like, oh, you're busy. Never too busy to help someone read God's word, ever, right? We'll show you how to do it if you've never done it. If you have and you just kind of lost focus and you've been way more interested in reading the news, that's probably why you have so many box of problems, right? Instead, go back to God's word, okay? And, and maybe it means... You, you, you need to, to sign up for one of our small groups that we're going to be launching this winter or where, where you can read scriptures together. Um, maybe it means memorizing scripture more or maybe it just means to obey it. What area of your life? You know the truth, but you're just not doing it. There's one thing to learn it. It's another thing to walk that path. And so maybe right now you think, you know what? There's this area of my life I know God's way, and I'm going over here. I will go God's way. Be determined, as David was. I want your way. I want your truth. And maybe, I can't promise you, in the, in the, in the uh, initial circumstances, things might not work out well. Jesus says, pray for your enemy. Maybe he'll mock you for praying for him. Right? Maybe you'll, you'll, you'll get taken advantage of because you were so generous. Right? I mean, we... This psalm will end, as we're about to end, these last two verses, like a lot of psalms will end, um, like even the laments, right? They'll end with, but I will praise you, right? And, and you love that because it turns to praise. But that's not how this one ends, and I really love that. This one doesn't end with praise. It ends a different way. Watch with me. He says in, in verse 13, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Okay. The land of the living means this life. So he's not talking about heaven. He's right now, David, remember, I might die today, okay? But I choose to believe. But notice the futuristic way he's talking. That I shall, future, see the goodness of the Lord. What does that mean? In the present, not seeing it. Not seeing it. I'm not seeing your goodness, Lord. I know it is. I just, so what I choose to believe right now, David sings, is that I will again. And for some of you, that's your prayer today. Because you're not experiencing the goodness of God. You know he's good and you believe all of that, but you just don't see it and you don't feel it. This can be your song. I believe I will see it again. So what do you do? Well, how does David end this psalm? Wait. Oh, really? No one likes to wait, especially today, right? You open up an app on your phone and it gives you that little spin, spinny thing. For five seconds, you're like, forget it, it's not worth it, right? And yet, yet the Lord constantly tells his children to wait. Wait how? For the Lord. 
Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Think about, David is saying waiting for the Lord is so hard. He uses language of Moses and Joshua, right? Be strong and courageous that we usually hear uh, before you go to battle or go to war. And, And David's like, that's the kind of courage and strength that we will need in those moments of, of we don't see the goodness of God to wait, right? The other two points were, were active. Seek his presence. Seek his way. This one is actively passive. Wait, right? And, and it's got this language of edge of your seat waiting. You ever been there? Like there's this kind of waiting, like most guys waiting for their wives, you know. And then there's this. I'm going to see it. That This is what it, it, it's meant to, to provoke in you. To, I'm not going, people saying, oh, pop that pill. Or do, you know, this activity. This is what you need. No, no, no. No, no. I'm waiting for the Lord. He, I'm going to see his goodness again. I believe I'm going to see it. I believe I'm going to experience it. I'm not right now, but I'm waiting. That's how this song ends. David doesn't know how it's going to turn out. But what he knows is that he's waiting on the Lord. And for some of you, as we, we look at this, this kind of final thing for 2022, is I want you to wait on the Lord this year. Right? How hard it can be. But what are you waiting on the Lord and ready to give up? I don't want you to give up, and I don't want me to give up. Because sometimes I want to, too. Like there's personal things in my life that I pray for every day, and I don't see it. I don't see it. I want to be like, well, yes, God's not going to do it. Right? But I'm, I'm going to choose to believe I will see it. I will see it in his way and in his will, but I will see it. Right? There's things in your life that you're just ready to give up, whether it's a marriage or relationship or looking for right, a huge financial problem or illness or something else. To choose to wait on the Lord in the midst of it. Even uh, as a church, right, when I think about our, our goal that we've said to you, that we're praying for over 50 people, many more than 50 if, if is what we want, that, that we'll see right now are not saved in Christ and will be because of all of you and our ministries and our people. It, believe me, when I pray that, there's a lot of times we're thinking, that ain't going to happen. Are you kidding me? No one's even thinking about the Lord. Everyone's thinking about pandemics and COVID and illness, and, right? That's my, my skepticism, right? And, and yet, I choose to believe, right, that we will see God move. I choose to believe that God will use you, your talents, your ability, your relationships, and me, and us, to do amazing work for the gospel this year. And that's our prayer. And, and so if you don't see it, wait. Seek his presence, seek his way, wait. If you don't see it yet, be the prayer of David. We will wait on you because you are good. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. We pray, God, because we believe that you answer prayer. You promised you would. Lord, my prayer in my heart breaks for anyone in this room today who just isn't feeling or experiencing your goodness because of circumstances in their life. My heart breaks for them. I've been there. Lord, I ask for you to root them in your way and in your presence right now. Oh, Holy Spirit, that they would see you afresh. They would see your grace, your mercy, your goodness. And that they would wait for you. That you would give us the strength and the courage and the patience to wait. To wait for your goodness. We know we will see it. 
that we would be people who are optimistic because we are a people who believe in you, God. Lord, if there's anyone here who's never put their faith in Christ, that right now they would just say, Jesus, save me. That you, O Holy Spirit, would overwhelm them with your love and grace, that they would know you are the only way for their salvation. Remind us of the joy of that salvation, O God. Lord, I pray for whatever um, very specific decisions have been made here in our time together. Maybe it's a Bible reading plan or it's to join a small group or it's to get help in that area that they need. Lord, that you would give us the strength and courage to follow through when we leave here. We need that, Lord. We know the world will immediately try to grab our attention. And Father, I pray that we would be purposeful this year, purposeful to seek your presence, to seek your truth. And oh, Lord, wait upon you. We will see your goodness again. In Jesus' name, all God's people said. Let's praise him together, church.